Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. NormieCon returns for the third year in a row, only on Normies Like Us. We'll be celebrating Comic-Con virtually. Comic-Con at home. Don't forget to check out our special guest panels. Hello, everyone. So great to see you all. Comic-Con is for everyone. Don't forget to tap your bag. Welcome to Comic-Con. So to all the Star Lords, Wonder Women, and Baby Yodas out there, welcome to Comic-Con 2020, the at-home version. Welcome back to Normies Like Us. We hope you have those press badges ready. You've been standing in line all day. There's booth girls. There's cosplay people. No, there's none of that, guys. It's NormieCon at home with your hosts. Uh, I guess I'll be uh, Colin Con. I'll just be... Um Mike Management has returned my deposit on my hotel. <laughs> I am uh, Zoom Call Joe. <laughs> um, yeah, Jacob Kahn here. Jacob and Con. Jacob, there you Con. go. Jacob Kahn, I get smaller than Colin Kahn. Uh, how are you guys? You know, we're not together for our usual NormieCon episode. This is our third annual where we do the wrap-up, the best of, what we love to talk about mm-hmm. in Comic-Con. We've even usually got Joe, our man in the field, who usually participates in Comic-Con. Kind of a different world, but uh, how are you guys doing? I, I notice you're all cosplaying. I, I can't see through the Zoom, but what are you guys dressed as right now? I'm, uh, I'm seven of nine. Oh, yep, you're yep. so sexy too! I see it. you got your little eyeball thing. Gender swapped, of course. Yeah, yeah. But I, I'm just Cthulhu. <laughs> just it's hard Cthulhu. to talk to the microphone. I can't even look at you without like, you know, I'm Sorry, starting man. to go insane. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> right, Bloodborne. I don't know anything I'm, about uh, Star Trek, but I am Whoopi Goldberg, of course. I am dressed up as her bartender. I've got oh, the cool yeah. hat on. Uh, you guys see me serving drinks. Guinan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. I'm, Very uh, cool. So we've got two Star Treks. Yeah, I'm Picard on the top and Riker on the bottom, if you know what I mean. <laughs> well, I should have done Star Well, I guess Cthulhu could be in space, you know? I'll yeah. count it. Cosmic it's, terror. It's, they had those big jellyfish in the pilot of TNG. That, that, that's Cthulhu enough. Number one down yeah, and there's there. there's that planet eater. <laughs> Number one down there. But yeah, so we're doing Normicon at home like all of you uh, listeners. Hope you're staying safe. But yeah, you know, San Diego Comic-Con, like many things, including E3 earlier this year, uh, you know, it had to go online, and that's what that's what we saw, and that's kind of what we're here to talk about today, some of the trailers, announcements, things like that. Before we dive into the main topics, Normies, it's a little different. It might even be a little lighter. Kind of not a lot. I'll, I'll just ask you guys our usual question up top. What have you kind of checked in for this NormieCon, this Comic-Con news this year? I'll just give my own experience and say, you know, I saw a lot of literature that came out afterwards. It wasn't advertised anywhere. You, know, you couldn't even tell that any of these things was on. I don't know. I think that's a little bit of bullshit because every time I booted up any of my players like Hulu, Netflix, Amazon, they were always YouTube. It was always telling me like different panels were on. It's just I didn't give a shit about any of them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's tough, ahead. man. Like I think the the digital fatigue is a real thing. Like I think um, Zoom parties were really fun the first couple weeks of of quarantine now i think people are kind of um just just over it a little bit i guess would be what i would say and like i'll be honest it it it, it kind of hurt this week like Ooh. i i've been doing pretty good with the quarantine staying safe and all of that but 
yeah, I was really missing San Diego. Like this would have been uh, a huge weekend and, and just obviously was not the same and, and couldn't be the same really. I mean, it is such a in-person experience. Yeah. I mean, that's what the convention is about is kind of in person, getting into the center, shaking hands, getting autographs, bumping into tens of thousands of uh, sweaty strangers. None of that anymore. And, (laughs) you know, we talked about this also with E3. It's like, you know, we'll probably talk about this later, but it's like our, you know, the way cons are going, especially with some companies holding their own like DC and, you know, Warner Brothers, like there's companies just holding out the same way Sony and Microsoft did. It's like, What's going to happen after 2020 with this? That's kind of the saddest thing for me. And it is maybe digital fatigue, too. You know, I, I didn't notice things like it would always be pushing it, but it wouldn't, wouldn't be interested. I kind of caught the trailers after the fact, but definitely a weird year for, for this kind of thing and everything else. But yeah, for me, um, I mean, I wasn't really even aware that it was happening when it was happening. I mean, I guess I wasn't following some of like the news and stuff, but I feel like, yeah, what Joe is saying, like when you lose that kind of community aspect and just like being there in person and seeing everybody, I mean, what you're left with is really just a bunch of like panels and like stuff that could have been done in like press releases, like, you know, the news that they drop. So like part of, part of the whole appeal is either being there or like watching other people be there, like read people's reports from being there and stuff. So it's just not the same digitally, I guess. And to fulfill the rest of Joe's POV, like, Dude, when you go to this thing, the end of your night is kind of like you're by a pool, you're seeing people throughout the day who are cosplaying. There's like a relaxing hotel element that I know you're not getting, dude. I'm I'm fucking And there's like after parties yeah. and stuff yeah, where you I mean, there's, mingle with people. Yeah, there's there's hanging out. Like I didn't obviously I didn't get to do any interviews, which I usually get a chance to talk to uh you know, some some people in the toy industry and some celebrities and Obviously, none of that was going to happen this year, and that really just like kind of takes the the wind out of the experiences sales. Like it's a lot different. You know, people were still selling toys, but it was all online, and uh, it, like the panels and things like that. Here, here's my hot take: when you when you do something like this right, it doesn't have to be con season. Like you, it, it could be Twitter all the time with artists doing. Q and A's and things like that. It doesn't necessarily have that same, you know, electricity that cons do. Yeah. I mean, like too, there's a thing where it's like, it's one thing to see, you know, if some photos of the new toy line come out, but to actually be able to go there and see it in the physical space and like really get that one-to-one detail. And like, it, it just, you can't really compare the, the energy in the room. Like you said, the, the electro of it, the Jamie Foxx of it in person yeah. is totally gone. Yeah, yeah exactly. And Jamie I mean, Fox feature. For me, the the thing with cons is like going there and being whether it's Comic Con or WonderCon in LA or even like a you know a Trek Con or what or whatever or you an might anime expo. To. Yeah, the the whole thing of going there is just being surrounded by people who have a shared interest and a shared love for something, and just connecting with those people that you know feel the same way that you do about it so when you're just watching from home like all of that is lost and it's just you know it's just you're watching glorified ads and press releases basically yeah but we hope if you're listening from home that you're you're some of the people with us who are just as passionate about you know the movies the comics and a lot of the things that were announced at comic-con and there's some things uh being newly announced some things being delayed and things like that that we'll discuss but you know at the very least if we can't have that human interaction we're glad that you're here interacting with us 
on the Normicon Part Ooh, 3. Beautifully Normicon said. And with that, That's Mike, right. I say we jump into some of our favorites and talk about what we loved at Comic-Con here at Normicon. Just like us. All right, Normies, we're back. We've packed up Hall N for Normie, I guess. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we're obviously on stage. We're about to give the keynote here and just kind of talk about uh, our favorite things. I don't know what uh, was catching everybody's eye. Jacob, I know there was a huge Star Trek uh, fucking panel, of course. Yeah. Now, are you are you somebody who is sitting there and watching an hour and 40 minutes of people just going, mm. wow, you know, Jean-Luc Picard, He was he's the coolest <laughs> Not so much. And the thing is with this um, panel, I did catch up with it a little bit uh, today, actually. There wasn't a lot of news that was dropped in this panel necessarily. Um, they dropped, they, you know, they talked about this new animated show, Lower Decks. They talked about a new kids show on Nickelodeon that they're doing, which is also animated. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. And they talked a little about, you know, the new season of Discovery, but mo- mas- mostly. Uh, there wasn't that much new news, and a lot of it was taken up by a live reading of the season two finale of Discovery with the cast. Um, oh, no, which I don't no, get no, the no. appeal oh, of these, <laughs> these live readings. But. We ended up seeing a lot of live table reads for this Comic Con, and that's strange uh, to yeah. me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I never got the appeal of it. New worlds like, as well. Yeah, Strange New Worlds. Um, yeah, it's like this isn't like. like these, these live reads are very strange. Like, so community did one, the cast of community did a live read, which not at Comic-Con, but a couple months ago over zoom, which I actually liked because, you know, that's something that ended years ago kind of and novel. Like, bringing all the cast back is cool. But this is like, they're just doing a live read of a show that, you know, an episode that came out like a year and a half ago. Like, I don't know. The understand last why, episode but... of that show we saw. Like, yeah, it's kind uh, of yeah. weird. I agree with you there. I mean, there was a so Scott I'm not sure Pilgrim the table was. read. There was yeah, which Josh even that Gad is more has that whole series. Yeah, I mean, it's um, understandable, but it's just weird that everybody yeah jumped on that bandwagon of let's just do a table read because what are we going to do for, you know for now? Yeah, that's half. like the hot Zoom thing. It's just to get all the actors on different Zoom panels and then do a live reading. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in terms I of mean, Star Trek, uh, yeah. It was just kind of like you have to do something was the feel I got from a lot of it. And I guess my counterpoint would be like, do you? Do you have to do something (laughs) Uh, if you don't have something? It doesn't need to be an hour and a half long if you don't have an hour and a half. But do you guys remember three days into quarantine when celebrities released the Imagine video? And everybody was (laughs) like, yeah, they just they get so stir crazy. It's like, we have to act. We have to. People are going to want an hour and a half of us reading the Star Trek Discovery season two finale. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, But to talk about Star Trek in general. So obviously, probably, uh, you know, fans of the show, normies, you probably know that Mike and I were not exactly thrilled with the direction of the current Star Trek franchise, Mm, um, which is, you know, under the direction of Alex Kurtzman, um, which, you know, Alex Kurtzman, not a big fan of that guy. Like personally, I'm sure he's fine. You know, he's probably a nice guy, but if you look at his resume, like Alex Kurtzman, everything he's involved with for the most part is not good. So it's like, how, why does this Uh, guy keep getting jobs? First of all. Can I get a, a Discovery and Picard update from the three of you guys? I'm not sure where it left. Is everybody caught up on all of those shows? 
Um, nope. no, I never, I mean, I never really caught up with discovery. I watched part of the, fir- the, like the first half of the first season kind of fell off on it. haven't caught up yet, but, um, Picard, I watched not a big fan of that either. Um, but I just want to talk. So, so obviously Alex Kurtzman is, uh, kind of the creative director of the, um, of Star Trek as a franchise right now from everything from discovery Picard and all the other shows that they're planning. Yeah. Um, which really started with him, you know, co-writing the movies, the JJ uh, Abrams, uh, the first Calvin movies. timeline movies, right? Yeah. Um, but they kind of just handed the reins to this guy of this entire franchise and he's in, involved with every aspect of it, which just blows my mind. And to talk about discovery. So if you look at like the development of discovery, it's kind of interesting because originally it was going to be co-developed by Kurtzman and this guy named Brian Fuller, who you might know, he's a big TV guy. He's done multiple shows, dead, dead Hannibal. like me, pushing daisies. No. Hannibal is probably his most well-known one. Um, but he actually got his start writing on Deep Space Nine and Voyager. Um, so he's he's more of an old Trek guy. Um, and he was going to be the showrunner in season mm. one. But then there was creative differences, and he got pushed out before the show even came out. So I just wonder if maybe it would have been better if he was allowed more creative control over that show. Um, but as for you know uh, the direction it's going in, so obviously... Uh, this show, Lower Decks, to me, yeah. it looks interesting. Uh, it's an animated show. I don't love the animation style because this is another thing that I want to rant about, which is how every Western animated show needs to look like this. It's that Rick and Morty style. Um, it's like every new show looks like this now. They got some and Rick and Morty episodes. writers on the writing staff for this show, too. So not only are they yeah. trying to look like that, they're trying to also feel like right. That. Which is every show now. It's got to have that Rick and Morty humor, which I like Rick and Morty. I have nothing against it. And I like the animation in that show. But it's like now you have to. It's like that's the current trend of, of animation. Right. Right. Now. And if I can kind of counter argue that, I agree with you. That is the trend. But if there is any show that kind of could go that way, because Rick and Morty for its goofiness, go back and listen normally to that episode. Uh, it is dealing sometimes with these morality parables of technology and sci-fi concepts in its own over-the-top way. Yeah. So it kind of is, in a, in a weird sense, more Star Trek-y than in other animated shows. Not just because right. it's I will sci-fi. Say I think, yeah. I think that's one of the ones I'm most excited for. I have not Hell checked yeah. in on Picard or Discovery, but um, Lower Decks is like looks like the TNG era, and mm-hmm. I think there's yeah. going to be a lot of really fun callbacks for people who are fans of those. Because I haven't watched Discovery or Picard, but I'm rewatching TNG again, so... I think that's kind of designed for people who maybe fell off and uh, they could come back to it this way. Yeah. From what I understand, the setup is this. um, The lower decks is obviously lower ranking crew members, but they are serving aboard a ship that's job is to provide second contact. So after, say, the Enterprise makes first contact, they're the ship that goes in to do the next phase of diplomacy. Like, all right, here's your orientation papers for the shit like that. So it is kind of I like that element that it's like, oh, well, yeah, what's the second contact ship do? When it's not Picard and, you know, Kate Mulgrew. Yeah, that is interesting. And I I will say I have mixed feelings about this because um, I've been like dying for. So I've also been I've been rewatching D Space Nine and and Voyager um, Mm -hmm. for like the last year or so. Just constantly watching. I just went straight from DS9 to Voyager. I've just been watching like an episode a day when I eat lunch or whatever. But um I've been dying for a show set in this time period, the the TNG to Voyager time period, which is after 
the original series. Because after Voyager, we got Enterprise, which was a prequel. Then we got Discovery, which was a prequel. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't seen anything well, other than Picard that was set chronologically after Voyager. Right. Um, so first of all, I'm happy. Like I like I love seeing the aesthetics, the sound effects, very um, reminiscent of TNG era. So I love that. Um, what I'm hesitant about is the writing style. I don't want it to be like, I know it's going to be comedic, um, which I understand. I don't, I just, I, I have to see, I'm holding out hope because I hope it'll be good, but I'm not necessarily optimistic. Um, and about the animation style, I don't have a problem with it necessarily, but it's mainly like the character design and stuff. It just feels lazy. And it's like every new adult animation show has to have these characters where all the, you know, um, the people just look the same and it's like, I don't know. I'm just kind of sick of it. I hear gotcha. you. I'm in the same boat though, holding out hope that it'll be something I enjoy. Cause I mean, like whether you like it or not, I think one thing that's really exciting about star Trek right now is that we're about to go in a period where every week for like 20 something weeks, there's going to be new star Trek content. And that's pretty exciting. Yeah. It's really like, you know, it's never been like this since like maybe 97 or I guess uh, enterprise when enterprise went off the air, there wasn't any news track other than the movies for a long time. But we haven't had like a, yeah, like this much since when you had TNG and deep space nine running concurrently. Yeah. Right. Yeah. From TNG to the end of enterprise, there was a star Trek show running concurrently for about 20 years, which is pretty crazy. Um, And then there was a, a, like a 15 year break really between the end of enterprise and the start of discovery, not including the the movies because those are movies. But um, now we have, you know, lower decks, we have possibly these other spinoffs. Uh, like they want to do a section 31 spinoff, which I don't know if that's a great idea either, mm-hmm. but um, <laughs> yeah, Star Trek uh, secret forces like yeah. CIA. I think and I've really like, I've wanted a show that felt like the TNG DS nine Voyager era so bad. Um, so I'm happy to get it even if it's animated. I just hope the writing style is not too, like, I hope there's not a lot of like in jokes and stuff of like, Oh, wink, wink. We're in a star Trek show. Um, hopefully they can kind of balance the line, which reminds me a lot of the Orville, which is obviously Seth MacFarlane's star Trek homage show, which is comedic, but it's also serious at times. And to me, that's the best, um, TNG era kind of show that's come out. Um, it's a, it's a love letter to Star Trek, and it kind of yeah. captures the spirit. But um, but what yeah, do you if think you want about, that spirit, like that's really better than Discovery, in my opinion. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not in love with this new era of Star Trek either. I want them to do something new. They are also the Nickelodeon show. I have no idea what that's going to be, but I do no like idea. that they're trying to get younger fans into Star Trek. But then again, Star Trek to me has never been for a younger demographic. So we'll see how they try to market this property. And then Strange New Worlds is the Captain Pike show. It's, again, a prequel. Not really right. interested. It's going to be kind of more that Discovery, but it is supposed to be about exploring, which is, you know, why are you making a show called Discovery when they don't discover anything was the big uh, the joke for the early seasons. Right. But, yeah, so that's the thing with these spinoffs, like the, the Pike spinoff and the Second 31 spinoff. Those are both direct spinoffs from Discovery. They're taking the... Uh, Which wasn't that well-received. So why are you spinning off right. something that wasn't but successful? The, the Pike character was, I guess, a fan favorite from that show. So they want to see more of him. They want to see more of that actor as Pike. But, again, that's still... That's that prequel era, that 
before the original series timeline, which now with Discovery, what they're doing, if you don't know Normies, at the end of season two, spoiler alert, they jump into the future, 900 years in the future. And so now the new season of Discovery (laughs) is after um, everything. It's after and the demise of the Federation. So it's all like, oh, we need to bring the Federation back or something. So I don't know what that's going to be like. Not, you know, I haven't caught up with Discovery in a long time. So I've kind of written that show off as not not being worthy of going back and watching. But we'll see where it goes. Um, Who knows? Maybe they'll, they'll like jump back in time, but not as far back in time and you'll get a TNG era show. Well, the reason they did that is because they realized like, Oh, we kind of wrote ourselves into a corner being a prequel where, you know, everything's already kind of been discovered already. And we're a show called discovery. So again, like what can we really do? Um, and also they have like this super advanced at the, for the time ship and everything. It's like, well, why has no one heard of the ship? Well, that's how they rec- They kind of retcon it by saying, Oh, it jumps into the future, and then the the captain, the Pike led Enterprise, is the only people that knew that happened, and they kind of are, have like this. They sign they just an kept NDA, a secret. So they can't talk. Yeah, about they it. Just yeah. said, "Don't talk about that future ship for the rest of your lives." And it was like, "Okay, right, we right. won't." Yeah, so it stupid. all makes sense. But now, now they're jumping into the future, so they can do whatever they want. They can bring in new aliens or do whatever the fuck they want. So I can't we'll wait till Netflix. I just need Netflix to buy Star Trek from CBS. I need CBS All Access yeah, to fail because they suck. Well, really, what C- what I want CBS to do is to fire Alex Kurtzman. Sorry, nothing against the guy personally, but fuck Alex Kurtzman. He was also working on the Dark Universe. Yeah, fuck Alex Kurtzman. Yeah, <laughs> can't look at his resume. I'm serious. Like everything, every movie he's written was not very good. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man two, co-written by him. Transformers series. Um, yeah. So he doesn't have a great track record, um, and you're handing total control over him because of the, of the basically the reception of the jj abrams movies which makes fine like i didn't hate those movies but like you know some people want different things from trek so i don't know anyways hopefully we'll get some new interesting things we'll see yeah, well, well that was talking see. trek with your host jacob <laughs> catch us can, next uh, week uh, we can all be beamed back up to the ship now no i'm kidding i love that uh, yeah uh i don't know how to get my trek ran out there was Guys, probably the I'm, most announcements surrounding Trek, so I think Yeah, it's, I would yeah. say so. And, you know, I don't watch any of that bullshit, but it's, <laughs> I think that that Lower Decks is made for a guy like me who just, you know, doesn't watch any of it and might watch that show. So, I don't know. I think it's meant to balance the person like you, Colin, who's going to know what a Klingon is, mm. um, but is also going to really satisfy people like Jacob who are hardcore into that era and they're going to know specific species and like contacts. Yeah. I, I think it's going to toe the line really well between making meta jokes and meta universe jokes, if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. I hope there's not yeah. too much wink, wink, we're in Star Trek, but I hope there's a lot of wink, wink, we're in the TNG era. And we know you guys are curious about X, Y, and Z. That, yeah, that's exactly what I want. And I think it will be a good show for like someone like a normie, like Colin, a Trek normie to jump in and, and enjoy it. Um, but I say, yeah, I've been watching Voyager constantly ever since I finished DS nine. And I've just like obsessed with that era of Trek now. And it's like TV shows like that don't get made anymore. It's just kind of sad because like the main difference between discovery and those shows, I feel like is like tone pacing 
um, writing, kind of acting, writing, yeah, uh, producing, when it was shot, design, I don't even hate the acting, pretty I don't much blame every the single thing about it. Yeah, yeah. they develop. It's, so it's the acting, a different though. show. The main difference is uh, everything. It's so just what. Why not yeah. get, um, you know, get people like Brandon Braga, who was a creative force behind some of those shows. Deep Space now, Nine and stuff, yeah. Yeah, who's now working on the Orville. So you lose, you know, people that actually care about these these Trek shows, and then you get someone like, I don't know, maybe Alex Kurtzman is a fan of Trek, but... I'd assume he is get, if he's running the yeah. entirety of it. Right. Did all those people disappear and join, like, when I'm scrolling through Amazon Prime and I see all of... Gene Roddenberry's Andromeda is that where that whole like writing crew just like escaped well to? a lot of a lot of the writers of these 90s Trek shows went on to do other stuff like Ronald D. Moore uh, got a start on writing on DS9 and he went on to do Battlestar Galactica um, oh cool some got stuck yeah. in the Calvin timeline I mean it happens huh. yeah yeah <laughs> but I don't know it's just also this obsession with the 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 original series era, which is kind of my least favorite era. Like I much prefer the TNG era and we just haven't seen anything in that era since Voyager. So I'm excited for lower decks for that reason. Number one, you know, what I was thinking about with your guys disdain of the original captain Kirk era of uh, star Trek and me not watching it. I was thinking the analogy the other day would be like, if you guys were like, well, no, 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 no. If you're about to start Star Wars, you don't watch the original movies. You watch Clone Wars, The Bad Batch. Like, that's where you start. That's right. the good start stuff. With the yeah. Start with The Last Jedi. Ties into Mandalorian. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's kind of, it's interesting how you guys talk about it. Yeah, yeah. But, you well, know. I mean, a lot of people, their favorite Trek is that Kirk, Spock, you know, okay, Bones boomer. dynamic. But um, for yeah, me, I think a lot of that is generational. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like all the boomers, the boomers love that show. But I feel like Gen X and millennials, they were kind of raised on, you know, Gen X was raised on TNG and then millennials were raised on Voyager and beyond and stuff. So I don't know. That's that. The original series to me feels very outdated in a lot of ways. I said, uh, beat me up, boomer. But the better joke is uh, boom me up, Scotty. (laughs) Yeah, I like boom me up, Scotty. Yeah. Um, Boom tubes. Nice. Yeah, so Star Trek did get some announcements. We'll see where those turn out, or if they turn out. Like, so some of those spinoffs, who knows if they'll exist. But uh, yeah, that's the first main big note for the Nor- Comic-Con home day. Back to NormieCon, if I can jump in on my weird observation, because I loved Mike's take on the table reads and, you know, just other terrible things that have come out of this. How about the trend? Do you guys like showing the first 10 minutes of something? We got that with Umbrella Academy. They showed the first Mm -hmm. 10 minutes of the first episode. New Mutants and um, that His Dark Material show as well. And those are all things that I, I... don't watch i don't know anything about or whatever i watched umbrella academy but i don't know if i'll be back to it we'll see but uh it's these teases these teases do not pull me in do they pull you guys in colin you know where that started uh i am legend showing the first eight minutes of the dark knight um in 2007 that became the thing to do like 
they did it with the Dark Knight Rises again, and yeah, now they're really leaning on it. That that first ten minutes, Sony even goes as far as to when they're pushing home releases of things to put the first ten minutes on YouTube to be like, "Did you oh, see it in theaters? Absolutely. If not, here's the first ten minutes." Yo, you want to see Bloodshot? We got ten minutes of Bloodshot. <laughs> yeah, that's about like, all I can oh, take for Bloodshot. Yeah, that's enough Bloodshot. <laughs> Um, no, this feels also reminiscent of like Hall H stuff, like where they'll have a uh, secret clips of movies that you can't get. Like it's a little bit like that. Yeah, we'll throw you a bone. Here's, you know, like I really enjoyed, you know, the the New Mutants. We'll kind of talk more about that later. But seeing that extended look and seeing the extended look of, um, uh, shoot, like the boys too had kind of like a whole scene and stuff. I like, think they yeah. showed a whole fucking. The Walking scene. Dead had an extended look. Yeah, well, I, I like it. The that's boys the were rather. That's just like it was like the middle of an episode. It's not even like it's the just first. Out of well, I'd rather <laughs> yeah. see a, a just a random scene or a good scene to kind of, you know, sometimes you don't. The first ten minutes isn't the best pitch to like get you into a show. Sometimes it's like a good scene from later on. So to yeah, me, I like about that them better. spoilers. No, not too much. I mean, if it's a season, if it's like a season two or three of something, then. You know, you're already if you're a fan of the show, then you probably want to see you know a good scene from it. I don't know. screw the first ten minutes. Show me the last ten minutes. Especially the big twist at the end. I, I thought the yeah. boys scene. I thought it showed a lot, and then I sent. Let's talk about the, the boys for a bit. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the boys for a sec. But love I also the sent the Lovecraft Country trailer to my That's dad my next before thing I, I had finished about. it. Mike, I thought that ending was spoilery too. So I kind of thought maybe there were some spoilers come out at a, a Comic Con at home. I don't know, guys. Get a bin. Well, yeah, let, let's go there. Let's start with the boys because I know a couple boys, of your boys, boys. Big boys fan here. Big fan of boys. Um, the boys boy. <laughs> the boys boy. <laughs> hey, it's for the boys. Um, no, I didn't watch the like extended scene, or maybe I don't know what you're talking about, but I did oh, watch then the Oh, please trailer. lead off the conversation. <laughs> no, 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 I, I no, didn't but... know there was an extended. <laughs> I didn't know there was an extended scene, but it I watched the trailer. Might have been the, the same thing you saw. Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't. It was definitely a trailer. It wasn't one scene, so I don't know. Maybe. Did you see the um, scene with me? the cell phone, with uh, Instagram Live and Stormfront? Stormfront. Did oh my god, I saw that. That was funny, Joe. I'll check yeah. that out after this episode. But Carl uh, Urban. Just in general, I loved the boys season one. I thought it was really fun, really great. So I'll definitely be watching season two, no matter what. So I don't have too much to say about it. Well, to be and season next- three. Remember that was another announcement there that. They're going all in. You're getting Hell yeah, they are, another dude. season already greenlit. Yeah. Wow. I think it was and a pretty big hit for Amazon. So, Yeah. I and guess. as someone who didn't watch season one, the this like extended look and like this scene like made me want to go watch it. So like check it out. Like I'm the normie on the boys and I think I want to go back and watch season one because season two boy looks normie. pretty interesting. Yeah. Wow. Boy normie over here. Mike, somehow I character. ended up. You might be. That's your superpower. I rewatched it once in quarantine and then immediately went on vacation with my dad who doesn't have Amazon Prime. And of course, no movie theaters are open. So he was like, hey, Mm -hmm. hook up your laptop. Could we watch something on Amazon Prime? I was like, oh, we'll watch The Boys. I watched it (laughs) yesterday. (laughs) Nice. Like I'm I'm fucking tripled down on The Boys. I fucking love The Boys. What do we think about this? This Namor head ass. I don't know what to call him, but uh, did you see that in the extended? The Deep. The Deep. Yeah, I like that. It's like, oh, the Deep. Yeah. I mean, Which yeah, we'll see. Uh, I mean, you know, Rick and Morty is also dealing with a similar Namor uh, inspired like character. Too, dude. Yeah, we got some water battles going on. That's right. Yeah, 2021 is going to be a big year for water battles. 
Yeah, I think, I mean, we talked about The Boys Season 1 before, big fans, the people that have seen it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really, um, as much as, you know, I like the HBO show Watchmen too, but I feel like this is almost like a spiritual sequel to the original Watchmen, not set in the same universe, obviously, but dealing with a lot of the same themes. Um, so yeah, check it out if you haven't, Normies. And that's an Amazon one. So we should probably keep track of where this stuff is going, as we alluded that's to early right. on. Very Everything's true. in different places, so Speaking I want to circle Am- it. Oh yeah, yeah, go ahead. Right. If you want to throw an Amazon, yeah, that's um, fine too. Real quick, I just wanted to mention there is this this trailer for this show called Utopia that's coming out on Amazon. Utopia. Um, and I just wanted to say I don't know why they're making this because this is based on a <laughs> British show from two, 2014, um, which was six years ago. For those keeping track at home, um, and it's an English language show. Um, but they decided to remake it. I remember. A couple years ago, they were HBO was remaking this um, with David Fincher attached, and that fell through. And then somehow it got to Amazon, and now they're going through with it. But to me, this is the most unnecessary thing I can think of. Just watch the original; it's amazing. Uh, great cinematography, great music, um, like so good. Such an so, interesting idea, so good. So check out the original Normies. That's don't all watch the one that. they announced. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. fuck that one. I don't know. I remember Jacob saying it was the best TV show he had ever seen. This was when Breaking Bad was airing too. So I remember <laughs> wow. you really liked it. Yeah, dude. I mean, um, I was probably overstating it a little bit, but it's really uh, good, and it's it's kind of a I cult hit. Reading, like, yeah, write ups about it. People fucking loved it. Do you remember? You said David Fincher. Do you remember who his producing partner on it was it was jillian flynn the writer behind gone girl oh, she is right. now yeah. the showrunner for amazon so she must have pulled it away from hbo oh. very confusing buddy i have no to idea. me it's just like why are you remaking this like if it like i understand remaking a foreign language you know media for like old English boy audience. go ahead and remake yeah. old boy why well, not? don't eh, you know <laughs> i'm i'm just saying i get why they're doing it if it's if, if it's for an english-speaking audience but this is literally a british show you ever hear the office <laughs> well yeah, now, jacob but... hold on i do the opposite we were just talking about the boys i'm doing a british version called chaps that's about a british set <laughs> the of lads. superhero the, the lads, lads. The, the, it's, it's made by the guy ritchie <laughs> yeah, it's um, Guy Ritchie's the lads. Yeah, except there's one this show, American guy Utopia. instead of a <laughs> British guy. That's um, right. Basically, the hook of this show is that this guy um, wrote this comic book called Utopia, which uh, basically is like predicting the end of the world, and it's really good. And there's this whole like conspiracy mystery at the center of it. I, I can't give away too much because you just have to go in blind because you'll just be like probably blown right. away if you like good things. Um, so check it out. And the soundtrack is fucking killer, man. I love it. Well, I hate good things, so I will be skipping it and only watching the remake. So. That's nope, fair. Only uh, bad things me for up. me. Yeah. <laughs> That's on Amazon as well. That's all I had to say about that one. Gotcha. Well, do you guys mind if I bring back up something Colin touched on a little bit ago? The Lovecraft Country, because I am very interested in this. I, on my personal notes, like I have it in all caps, because this was a big surprise to me. And this is three prime shows in a row. And we have said in previous episodes, we're not prime boys. We don't do the Jack Ryans. We're not Bosch men. So. I've seen some prime shows. Was this HBO oh, yeah, Max? but come on. Or is it HBO? I think it's prime, isn't it, Mike? I, I, I'm confirming. I have HBO. I oh, yep, it's I have HBO in my notes. Oh, yeah. I apologize. We're dead. probably take the Watchmen uh, time slot. Uh, Depending on what region you live in. This is the only thing that's new that I was excited about. Yeah. Like something was, wholly new. So here's what I got to say about this one. I was excited. I liked the trailer, but they kind of ruined it for me a little bit by showing 
Cthulhu in the trailer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just Which is my cosplay. <laughs> Hopefully, maybe that's like oh, a baby great, Cthulhu because it doesn't like I. It was. I mean, the design was okay, but it just seems small. And it's also like, if I was making a Lovecraftian show, I probably just wouldn't show Cthulhu at all. Because like the whole point is that like, if you even look at it, you're gonna like go mad. And there's so much stuff you can do with cosmic horror where you don't have to show. You know, you don't have to show so much. I mean, I'm hoping that's like not one, not the real Cthulhu, and two, like all footage from like episode one is my fantasy. Like, my hope is that it's not a super spoiler trailer, but that yeah. the show is going to be way crazier than we think. I would totally agree with that. Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot crazy. Again, it's, this is Jordan Peele uh, from Us and Get Out, right? I like his kind of brand of horror. He was working on The Twilight Zone, which I didn't really get to check out. But I do like this idea of taking a look at Lovecraftian horror because it really... That not really has been cracked recently. And I also like the idea of kind of him putting his touch on it uh lovecraft noted racist right like does some of those themes appear in the antagonist (laughs) characters that's what i'm saying is this a way to kind of look at some of those darker parts of his personality and explore lovecraft in a way that we haven't and i I hope so and and I'm, i'm excited for it yeah i think it's a very interesting take on it with the racial stuff i think that'll be very interesting yeah. Based on a book series, and no joke, like you guys are saying, he obviously had a lot of stuff tied to that. If you guys are interested in something Cthulhu-y, if nobody saw Underwater with uh, Kristen Stewart 2020, that's a movie I would put on your guys' radar. It's oh. pretty fucking cool. Nice. Under nice. the radar, Underwater. Oh, there we go. Nice. You um, Bird Box? Yeah, bird box. <laughs> when, every time you say bloodboard, I'm going to say bird box in the background. Bird box. <laughs> Cosmic bird box. Too. Bird box. Um, well, then, I guess I'll just throw something else that's a little paranormally. Did anyone see? We'll throw it back to Amazon for this. Did you guys see The Truth Seekers with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost? Yes. Um, I'm a big um, fan of their work with Edgar Wright generally. As I noted, the Scott Pilgrim table read, that's Edgar Wright there. Uh, it's, yeah, it's like goofy. Uh, Kind of Twilight Zone ghost hunty, right? Yeah. Well, first of all, I just want to say I had a uh, script idea for uh, a show like this, or actually it was a movie. Um, so I feel like they stole my idea. Um, Probably. All right. Well, you we'll know, get the lawyers on the phone. to my personal, uh, you know, <laughs> inception <data>. you. <laughs> they reverse it? inception you. Or is it aliens? What is it? <laughs> Looks it's, like a kind of ghosts, like paranormal. Like I think yeah, it's, ghosts, it's like a uh, mostly. it's like a ghost investigation, paranormal investigations team. Yeah, so like Nick Frost and Simon Pegg are like you know they investigate. Yeah, I had ghosts, this idea very, like very five years ago, but it was more about it was it was high school kids, so I guess it's a little different. But I'm gonna cl- I'm gonna sue them and try to get some money. So uh, Spooky Squad, I remember. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do. Squad, I remember Spooky yeah. Squad. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys saw that, but as a, uh, I, I just rewatched World's End. I love the Cornetto trilogy. I'm a big oh, yeah. Edgar Wright guy. Rip the true Ant Man that we could have had. So this one just kind of caught caught me. Um, did you guys check out the His Dark Materials extended? As you said, that's like X twenty three meets Harry Potter. Is that the same actress? <laughs> I gotta know. Has anybody here ever read the books? Daphne Keen. I do love her. Has anybody here yeah. read the books? Every time I hear out loud the title uh, His Dark Materials, I do imagine somebody just said the question. Whose dark materials are those? And someone is answering, his dark materials. And it really bugs me. I think it's a very stupid title. Yeah, if you don't know, Normies, this is Golden Compass. Um, you know, Golden Compass <laughs> is the first book. That's a in dumb the... title, too. I forgot I've been that's reading. what it was. 
<laughs> yeah, I did have these books when I was a kid. Um, they weren't my favorite. Um, they, you know, I think better writing quality than Harry Potter, but um, not on, you know, not something I was super into. Like I was Harry Potter because I was just a dumb kid. Um, I think you had to be a little older to kind of understand the writing in this. It's, it's, you know, it's it's not bad, but um, there's some interesting ideas. Uh, obviously, there was a movie, The Golden Compass, that came out in like 2008. Um, so the first season was was dealing with the same material. This one, this new season, is probably the second book. It's a trilogy. Um, hmm. Yeah. So his, his uh, light material. <laughs> yeah, his light. His materials. breathable material. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, I couldn't be any less interested in this. I thought. I thought it was the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. <laughs> I would love Not it. It's the Chronicles of Narnia. Golden Compass, but I couldn't be any less interested in that either. Like, this is all like, nah, I'm as I don't that know anyone who watched this. I thought for sure HBO, this might be a forced adolescence where it's just too big, right? Where they're like, we put a lot of money into this. Like, after the first Game of Thrones season when people weren't totally watching it, but they're like, we could turn this into an event. Right. Well, I mean, I was. Dark materials. Whether you like I was it somewhat not. interested in the first season. I didn't watch it, but I was interested when the trailer <laughs> so came not out. That interesting. I was interested the enough idea to think about it. it. <laughs> Just yeah. The, yeah, I mean, the very idea that it. I like the exist. idea of Coca Cola more than it, I actually did, like it. I did. Repeat it went on my li- my mental list of shows that I could possibly check out in the future, but I haven't gone around Spooky to it. Spooky Squad. Gotcha. Um, the casting of Lin Manuel Miranda kind of turns me off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, just, you know, personally not a big fan of that guy. Um, but I know it's, there's some interesting concepts in this series. I mean, it's dealing a lot with organized religion and that kind of thing. So if that's something you're interested, critique of organized religion, this is the show for you. Hmm. It's very atheist heavy. You're right. Um, and this is also the opposite. It's yeah. Like, Oh, I guess that's true. Yes. Because that does CS Lewis. Very gaudy. Um, if you told me that this crossed over with that super train TV series at one point, I, I would just like nod and be like, yeah, absolutely. Super train. Yeah. What's that? Snowpiercer. Oh, Snowpiercer. Oh, Snowpiercer. Yeah, like, I forgot they made a show. Coming soon. His dark material crosses over with Snowpiercer. That's yeah, how they deliver absolutely. the polar bear army. Again, yeah. why did they, sure. why did they make a show based on Snowpiercer and they're making a show based on Parasite? Like, leave Bong Joon-ho alone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true, man. Stop eating his lunch. Uh, Speaking of things that uh, I am not interested in seeing, The Walking Dead had announcements. How do you guys feel about the season 10 finale and then this brand new arc uh, that they're calling, what is it here, World Beyond? It's like a two-series thing. As non-Zambo fans, I'll just say this because I almost wanted to text Jacob today when I was watching the trailer because I know that he's our boy who's who's still holding in there. Mike, I know you do a little bit too. Um, I my toes. Who's the fat guy with the mullet? Eugene, right? I Eugene. think is the yeah, dumbass. Eugene, yeah. Okay, so this trailer ends with Eugene on a bike. <laughs> like everybody's biking up. It looks like a children's bike and they're just like two dumb faces like, oh no. And I was like, oh, this is like the stupidest show on the planet. I'm so glad I don't watch that anymore.
So here's the thing, like, you know, obviously I, on a previous episode, I came out and I was like, hey, listen, guys, season nine, I'm telling you, like, the writing is much better, like, and I still like season nine. I started watching season 10 and I could tell that the writing had fallen off again and I kind of fell out of it and I did not even finish season 10. So, um, I don't know. I don't know if I'll keep, I'll catch up on it at any point. Well, this is my main question is, like, zombies have been pretty much over for a long-ass time, right? right. Uh, and The Walking Dead, we had Fear of the Walking Dead was the first attempted at spinoff. Really, it was all right, but still didn't capture the audience that they wanted. And then yeah. to announce, on top of this, World Beyond, which is yet another spinoff, like, Kirkman, my dude, like, <laughs> no, congrats yeah. on the lotto ticket, <laughs> but, like, enough, man. Right, well, yeah. And the AMC that- as well, enough. The thing with I think it's going to stay on the air long enough that like zombies do come back in fashion and it's yes. just that thing that yeah. never went away while it was well, th- well that's the thing is like you uh. say you know they're out of fashion and I agree but at the same time Walking Dead still gets huge numbers on TV which like anything getting the numbers Walking Dead gets will not be canceled so normies are still watching like it. you who are like uh, maybe this season will be different. Maybe we'll yeah. get through four episodes. That and are I mean, good, there's been a steep fall good. off, <laughs> but it's still getting number. Like even at its low point, it's getting numbers that most TV shows would kill for. So I don't see them canceling it, but it's just, there's nothing really to be invested in because they turn over the cast so much. It's like, there's no Rick. Well, there's the cast no Michonne is sick of being now. on it. Yeah. Like that after Michonne was gone, it's like who, like we have, um, Daryl and Carol. Yeah, Eugene. Daryl, Carol, and Eugene didn't even come in the first season. But yeah, first season holdovers, Daryl and Carol. Yeah, Maggie d- didn't even show up till season two. Right. She took and a break. And like Mike said, sort of the event that they were pushing for this Comic-Con is, you know, with, with COVID, they didn't really get to a finale. So they say the season 10 finale is coming up, or season mm-hmm. nine, or whatever it is. We have the return of Fear of the Walking Dead. Same day, they're, pr- they're promising a premiere episode for that as well. And the premiere episode of the new spinoff series, A New World That's or right. Open World or whatever it's and called. So World Beyond. Is this, this is the kids one? Like, this is like the preteens? Yes. Yeah. Um, the YA Walking Dead, yeah. <laughs> right. So here's the thing with Fear, because I watched the dead. first four seasons of Fear the Walking Dead, so I think I'm alone in, you know, in that. But <laughs> As the only You're person the only in history. survivor. <laughs> but I don't think anyone's watching that show anymore, because they, again... They literally turned over that cast so fast that there's literally no, um, like, I don't know if there's any cast members from season one, and it's on, like, season five. So, the okay, here's the thing. Season three of Fear the Walking Dead is one of my favorite, like, I like it more than, like, any f- season of Walking Dead, the original show. Oh, my show. God. Um, That's but the saddest at the sentence. end of, but, the, but, but the, here's the thing. So, at the end of season three, they left it on a cliffhanger. They fired the showrunners and um, got rid of like the two best cast members and like completely rebooted it in season four. And everyone, uh, like all the fans online and stuff on the like, there's a subreddit and everything. People are like, "We love season three. And then they did all this. Season four fucking sucked. And so I stopped watching because yeah. it was like, "Why are you?" It's not even the same show. Like I was so mad. I was so mad. That's rough, well, especially when you consider plenty that, of opportunities. Uh, I mean, Walking Dead Enterprise, that's a prequel. 
I mean, it's not even in the same timeline as the rest <laughs> yeah. of The Walking Dead. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Right. TNG hard, Walking guys. Dead show. <laughs> Robert Orsi's in there now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quit fucking, fucking up um, my Walking Dead. <laughs> Which, again, like, there's this one... The, oh, what's his name? The guy that... They like, got the lower dead coming out. The Walking Dead. It's not Kirkman, but it's, like, the, their TV guy. Fuck it's that not Greg guy, Nicotola. Too. It's that Glenn Mazzara who's, who's yeah, just a piece yeah, of shit. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, you fucking ruined, like, season three of Fear the Walking Dead. I'm serious. Like, it's a really good one season standalone. I don't know why. It's just like everything fell into place right. It really worked. They left it on this huge cliffhanger and then like soft rebooted it in season four, added a bunch of new characters, killed off my favorite two characters. And I was like, fuck this show. And and I was done with it. So I yeah. don't know. I mean, I'm just, I'm just going to go back and watch uh, day of the dead and dawn of the dead from George Romero. Like hey. I don't see myself ever rewatching the walking dead or fear the walking dead in my lifetime. No, actually, okay. I started I, watching the Zoo on uh, Netflix. Yeah. I'll watch Zoo before I watch Walking Dead again. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> That's funny that you guys mentioned that because I actually was re-watching season four of The Walking Dead recently. I just threw it on Netflix. Did you um, lose a bet? <laughs> no, because I think season four was like my favorite season. So I wanted to go back when it was good. And that's the season okay. where they're in the prison. There's a, a breakout of a illness, which is, you know, pretty topical right now. Oh, right, right. Um, and then ends with them, you know, leaving the prison and going to Terminus at the end of that season, um, which I think is the best the show had ever been was season four into five, basically. Got it. Got it. But yeah. For, well, I mean, yeah. If this cool. doesn't work for them, they're going to be in a hell storm. But what do you guys think about the Hellstrom? What a what a what do you guys a, like segue? What, yeah. what a segue! Now, Mike, the dumb thing about this, Jacob was saying off pod, what the fuck even is this thing? Joe and I don't I know. We we did not read this comic, but uh, the mm. one fact I do know is in the comic, it's he double hockey sticks. They they toss that mm. other L out of there to appease Thanks the for censoring. Well, of course. Yeah, the church crowd, but he's still the son of Satan. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's like the whole comic book is Hellstrom, son of Satan, is the original it's like title. Lucifer. It, so. yeah. yeah, what do you do? Well, I'm curious if they're just going to tie it to Asgard now and have it be, you know, hella hell. You know what I mean? I don't yeah, know. I, like, one minor... thing, the one thing I do think is good about the future of Comic Cons is I think um, it's going to be more about comics now. Like, I think some of the most exciting panels were conversations with comic book creators. And, like, I think moving forward, people are just going to do their own thing, releasing trailers. And, you know, depending on how DC fandom goes, I'm not going to be surprised if we get a Disney Plus panel that just, you know, puts all the stuff on that platform. And then that leaves a space for, like, Comic-Con to kind of be about comics again, which is pretty exciting. Hmm. Yeah, it really has just been, especially with the Marvel movies blowing up, and even even to a degree DC, you know their their films and their universe. Yeah, the focus has really come off of comic books, the paper. Uh, so that could be a benefit of this weird situation. Is, yeah, we might get that focus because yeah, there were a lot know, of like, uh, I mean, the only panels I watched were like you know panels on comic books that brought together some creative teams and had them Zoom call and and you know, talk about their process a little bit, which was cool. You had Greg uh, Capullo and, and Scott Snyder talking about the glory days on their Batman books and things like that and what's coming up with DC Metal and now you have that endless winter event. Yeah, what's that? Snowman going to be the big bad? <laughs> Who knows? 
That's right, Mike. <laughs> or uh, Icy Freeze. It's going to be Mr. Freeze and Snowman. It's going to be very cold. Hellstrom and Endless Winter. It's like they're literally just doing fire and ice. Game of Thrones, yeah. Nice reference. <laughs> yeah, you're not kidding. Um, yeah, I'm, I don't know, Joe. I'm, I was not too excited on the comic book front. You had a lot of um, similar things coming out where it's just people doing stuff. Where It's like Tom King doing a Rorschach book again. I just go, I don't know, guys. I just don't know if anybody knows what that character means. <laughs> it's just like, I'm sure Alan Moore just has like a gun in his mouth at this point. <laughs> He's just so angry. But let us I don't want to talk about any of that stuff that makes me mad. Let's talk about what right. I think is the last movie highlight. Mike. I want yes. to ask you to be excellent to yourself, and I want you to ask ah. you to be excellent to others as well, because I would like your Absolutely. opinion on something I know you love, Bill and Ted, my friend. I do love Bill and Ted, and while I think this movie might not look most excellent, <laughs> it still looks <laughs> That's a good Keanu. <laughs> excellent enough for me to watch and enjoy it. Uh, I I think I'm gonna like I like it. I we finally got like a full trailer, not like a teaser. Yes. We see that Bill and Ted are now older. They they haven't written the song that saves the world. They each have a daughter, and their daughters are kind of just like versions of them, like very like whoa, you know, like uh, that's what you want in a Bill and Ted movie, right? Very caricatures. And then uh, Death is back. Um, Rip George Carlin. Unfortunately, he's not in this. It would have been great to have him. But uh, it looks fun, and like I like the idea where they're like, "What if we just go to the future or steal the song from ourselves after we've written it?" You know, it's like a stupid time Multiverse travel thing. stuff. It's seeming like maybe. Yeah, you see them in the prison looking all jacked up, like kind of. Yeah, I, just play with the multiverse and just have fun with Alex Winters and Keanu Reeves just doing it up because you know they're still friends. It seems after the original two movies, and yeah, I'm. Is it a little late? Maybe, but do I like Bill and Ted and Keanu Reeves? Yes. So yes. it's a paycheck I'll watch. It's a paycheck, Joe. Does it turn you off to see him without his beard now? He's he's really rolled into that look, Keanu, huh? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I I look, to me it's like, yeah, I watched Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Was it great? Not really, but no, I'll definitely that's watch a good example. I'm a Dumber and Dumber 2 or whatever they ended up calling that piece of shit. I saw that and it was garbage. Why wouldn't I also see Bill and Ted? Yeah. And what, what I like about it is that uh, I believe this is coming out on, on streaming video on demand. So um, you can watch it at home. Unlike, you know, some people, Christopher Nolan, uh, Tenet. Losing never coming his out. mind. No, now <laughs> Europe will see it. <laughs> Yeah, buddy, you're just um, dreaming. Yeah, he doesn't want to release it on streaming, so I'll just watch Bill and Ted instead. So Right, and speaking of being excellent to each other, you know, maybe we'll finally get some new X-Men in the form of New Mutants. Is this the, the white whale? Are we finally going to chase like it down? <laughs> yeah, the old mutants now. Am I right? Yeah, nice one, dude. But, um, you know, we'll have to use Bill and Ted to take the time machine to get the new so mutants good. new again. Yeah, I want to go to the timeline where we saw New Mutants in, in 2018. Two years ago? Yeah, yeah. I, I do like the extended footage. Like, I like what I'm seeing, but I liked what I was seeing two years ago. So just when it's... They're Same. saying in theaters, hopefully. Even they made a joke about fingers crossed, you know. I mean, I saw something that was like, they they have to put it in theaters contractually for mm. at least a day like it has to go to a theater in order to put it on vod they can't just drop it on a streaming service first so like this is one of those weird catch-22s where like 
legally it has to be in a movie theater. I don't know if that means they do like just a drive-in release. Yeah, they got, I then, got a drive-in in know. Wichita that'll take well, it. Yeah. yeah, sometimes, you know, movies that want to qualify for Oscars will just open in like one theater in the whole country. Like like independent movies and stuff will do that so they can get like Oscar credentials. Um, so they mm-hmm. could do something like that. But I don't know. I guess no theaters are open in this country. So, yeah, I mean, it's literally like in the contracts for this movie mm-hmm. that it was going to be theatrically released. So, like, they can't just, just drop move it, it right. to a streamer. Damn. Because this feels like at least that's what I saw on the Internet. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I even saw rumors of like it was coming to like Australian you know, uh, Disney Plus, like there was a teaser that it was going to come out in August. But, you know, who knows where that stuff is, international rights. But they want to release it in theaters. That's the most recent news. And so, like, when was this originally filmed? Like, it wasn't even 2018. It was like 2015, right? 2016, I think, for 2017. Then reshoots was telling me 2018. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah Colin yeah. was no, saying I that, like, it was... You. Yeah, when, I did. So I texted Jacob this the other day. I'll cut you off because this is <laughs> I got to finish this story for you. I saw on Reddit uh, where they were like, can you guys believe Maisie Williams was only in Game of Thrones season two when she shot as Arya Stark for <laughs> New Mutants? That that's is wrong, incredible. buddy. Because no, it, it is wrong. <laughs> okay. I did look it up later. The guy who said that on the Internet fucking lied. So immediately <laughs> after I texted you that, I was like, oh, what? I probably you can't trust everything that. you read on the Internet. Turns out it's two years later, though. So on so their season fourth four, season, which is still yeah, yeah. like. A good season. You know, there's eight seasons in Game of Thrones. <laughs> it's when Game of Thrones was good still, yeah. Yeah, it's when it was on. Think about that. We have so moved past it now where we're like, lit- I mean, literally, Jacob was telling us today, we're trying to lock up George R. R. Martin to get his new book out, and we still don't have New Mutants <laughs> or Winds of Winter. Incredible. They'll come out at the Which same time. Which comes first. Oh, God. Yeah. Place your bets. Same day. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you didn't hear, so a year ago in March of 2019, uh, George R. R. Martin said, I quote, um, if I don't have, uh, if Wins a Winner is not released by June 29th, 2020, uh, I give my fans permission to lock me up uh, until I finish. Or July 29th, so, which is today, July, the day yeah, we July are recording. 29th, he is expired. 2020. So if you look at the calendar. You're done, son. It's time, buddy. George. So by the time you're listening book, to this, where, he where will be at? locked up. Um, yeah. Well, right. he can I've be locked up or we can to send him house. to the wall. Oh, send him to the wall, yeah. Um, and, and That's right, take funny. the black. That's right. There was some George R. R. Martin news with the old uh, Elden Ring with uh, the Dark Souls creator and his he's work there. working on that, I guess. I guess what they had him do is they had him write all the lore, but he's writing none of the story. He's just explaining the world, and that way it's like he's, he doesn't have to worry about the plot. I mean, he can't finish a story anyway, so... Well, I hear what, he's doing what, what Miyazaki said. is story. No, he's, he went in the meeting, he says, Hey... You like killing main characters? And Miyazaki was like, me too. And, and then they were best friends. <laughs> nice. Uh, anyway, that's enough of that. Uh, on the news side, I think the other big uh, movie, it, you know, is the Snyder Cut is getting a lot of, uh, <laughs> of weight going on. Oh, we got the black suit teased for the Superman. And I don't know. What do we think? They're really hyping up uh, DC fandom. So mid-August, we're going to get a trailer. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. Like I'm, I'm kind of excited for that event. I think that they're doing the digital con in a really smart way. Like you're telling us right now, we're going to get a trailer for something where like, you're going to get two trailers. We're going to get a new wonder woman trailer and we're going to get the Snyder cut trailer. And those are just the things we know already. Like 
that to me is better than like, here's a bunch of panels that are going to be on Comic-Con's YouTube throughout the weekend. Like to me, it makes more sense to like, this is one day. And over the course of this day, you're going to get all this new content. I like, I think that's the way to do it. I'm really kind of rooting for DC fandom because I'm hoping that's kind of the future of these big movie announcements is a one day yeah. event where they just drop it all for each studio. Yep, that makes a lot more sense for me as well. Uh, and it's for everybody. It's not the Hall H, you know, secret footage. Like, it's going to, you know, what everyone sees is what everyone sees. And I, I do kind of have the appeal for that. Yeah, exactly. So that way I don't have to find somebody's cell phone video of this, the new Avengers th- scene. Yeah. Um, my last noted thing, and you guys can bring up anything that we've left. The, the last thing I saw that I was interested in um, was antlers trailer with guillermo del toro this was supposed to come out a while ago pushed back much like tenant and everything else it's like a wendigo story so guillermo del toro doing kind of the wendigo. oh i didn't watch yeah. it mike so obviously he has his hand in that stuff he produced mama um you know every couple of years he's like this is the cool horror person to check out i, mean, he I did, love when guillermo he did del the toro uh that. you know creature from the black lagoon <laughs> in a relationship so yeah right She's yeah, got she a penis. A the creature has movie. a penis. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's oh, in, the, in the Mountains of Madness <laughs> that he was, he was going to do. But, oh, um, I wish. More HP Lovecraft, the, baby. Mm-hmm. Is the Antlers trailer new? Because I watched that trailer nine months ago. But, like, is it oh, a I, new one? Or are they just reminding you that we should have had this already? They might have just been reminding that we should have had it. I didn't see the one months ago. Yeah. So this could be news to me and uh, not to others. So. I just noted that it's I, just one of those things where it's like, oh, this year is so bizarre, man. Like, well, yeah, everything no. is. I mean, like, Spider Man's a Christmas movie now. wasn't wasn't gonna be before, so like, that's not coming out until December. It was supposed to be July and then November, and now December. It's like, yeah. Well, just think about times. you know all the current movies that were supposed to be coming out are getting pushed back. So all the future movies that were gonna be in those time periods are going to get pushed back. So everything is just going to get pushed back for eternity, basically. Yeah. I just want to rename 2021, 2020, like part two. And we'll just re- <laughs> yeah, redo it's it. It's really a lost year <laughs> with an asterisk. Media, yeah. Um, release. Yeah. I'm excited to see, you know, more from the MCU. Like I'm excited for some of the new movies that are going to come out, but who knows when we're even going to see them? Cause we still got to get black widow and all that. And those so. announcements will come out at D23. So that's not even part of this. So that's true. That's uh, we, true. Yeah, I mean, I don't crossed. know when they're like, I don't think they're going to make those announcements, to be honest. I think like it's dumb to announce anything at this point other than like Snyder Cut, which is going to, you know, uh, HBO Max. Like that's they're not making anything new and like Wonder Woman's right. in the can already. So it's like, I don't know. I don't know. No one knows enough to like make a prediction of when things are actually going to hit. But the MCU, that's like a crazy thing because you have, you know, stuff's going to get pushed back because it's all connected and it can't move forward until right, you exactly. see each part exactly, of it. Exactly. Yeah. We still need so Black it's Widow. It's like everything is just going to get pushed back a year from when they, you know, when they had that whole timeline last year that they announced and everything. Like, all that's going to get yeah, pushed back. Yeah, just change back, the so. date. Yeah. Just make, yeah. leave the date, the releases the same. Just. Which means Blade will come out for another 10 years, probably. I was going to say. That's a perfect tie-in, then, for this last bit, because the Rick and Morty Season 5, did you see that? 
trailer. No, I didn't see that. It's basically like storyboards animated with the voice actors, and it, they're flying through. But there's a line too where Rick is like, "Oh, is this an alternate universe? Were blades in that one? That's awesome." Um, so they're actually just vampire hunters. He's like, oh, we're blades. Very cool. So there, there's some blades. MCU references. But they land in the ocean, at which point they're like, oh, no, are we in the ocean? And then this this Namor head ass is, pops up as uh, Rick's. He says he's my nemesis as if he's going to be recurring. Knowing Rick and Morty, he probably won't be. But there's something going on with parallel universes. And uh, right. Anyway, we did get a, a trailer for Rick and Morty season five. So go back and look at episode. It. It's happening. Yeah. See some new Nick, Rick and Morty, twenty-three seasons or whatever they're gonna make. So Rick and Morty forever, infinity. Yeah, over the course of one hundred and fifty <laughs> years. Hundred years. All right, Normies, we've talked your ears off. We wrapped up Comic Con here. NormieCon is coming to a close. We're gonna close this panel. We're gonna walk out there for autographs, maybe sign a couple things, and give you our final thoughts here after the break. Welcome back to NormieCon. Wrapping things up here. Uh, we're going to talk our final thoughts here. What up? This is your host. Uh, this is Colin. I'll, I'll just jump right in. I'll say uh, I, I loved what you guys were just saying. I mean, I'm, I'm fucking depressed this year. I do. I always tell you guys, I do I love a it. <laughs> top 10 of the movies of the year list that I've switched over to Letterboxd now, and I'll work that up. And usually by this point in July, I've got about 20... 30 movies that I'm whittling down to get on that list, guys. But right now it's just four. So it is hard to talk about stuff um, and get passionate about it. There's still cool stuff on the horizon. Finding new shit. I'm finding old comic books I've never read before. Watching old movies, playing old games. This NormieCon is a wash, but uh, it doesn't have to be. I'm, I'm still getting good stuff out of it. You know, Very usually well we talk about, like, guess- who won Comic-Con. Um, this year... Like, mm. no one won. We all just kind of solemnly Game got over. through it together. Um, Nobody's won since, uh, you know, 2019, I don't think. Well, I wonder, yeah. do you guys think Stan Lee died and he was like, there shouldn't be a Comic-Con anymore? <laughs> <laughs> he went up there and was like, no, this isn't happening. It's over. Um, I, I'm excited about DC fandom. I'm hoping that that performs well and can kind of become the new model of these these big blockbuster reveals and then maybe comic cons are gonna go back to more comic cons you know more niche a little little less spectacular i really am kind of hoping that uh at least some of the pizzazz is 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 washed off because of this situation and and we're left with something that's just a tiny bit smaller and a little more manageable and uh Still awesome, still great, and still for the fans. Yeah, I mean, we, we call these episodes NormieCon, right? But really, it looks like that is what San Diego Comic-Con had become for the normies, for your average consumer, your average viewer. Now that the Marvel movies were huge, the DC movies were huge. It did move away from that kind of small community that really built it from the ground up in much the same way E3 did, you know, as we mentioned. And I'm going to kind of compare that. Everything that I looked at with this comic-con felt so poorly produced when you compare it to what microsoft or sony or nintendo has put out in the wake of the virus but what i really feel is basically what happened with COVID is anybody who was looking at moving digital look at peacock getting dropped out of nowhere right 
They were going to do it within five years, but they had to do it this year. So everybody's kind of scrambling to adjust to this new nonlinear and very specialized world where it's like, okay, we got Disney event, we got the DC event, we'll have a Warner Brothers event. Now it's just, it's happening now instead of in a couple of years. So we'll see where it goes and it is going to become, I think, more fragmented and focused and maybe that's a good thing. But also there will be less overlap and more people be in a bubble of like, oh, DC fanboys only, you know, Uh, much like BlizzCon, Blizzard fans only. Good or bad, we'll see. But at least things will be focused towards, you know, the the sole purpose. Yeah, I would agree with you, Mike. I was going to say, like, I feel like it is becoming more specialized. So obviously, you know, Marvel is going to do its own thing at D23. So Comic-Con will be less of the, the movie spectacle that it's become Insular. only because I think the, the big studios are all kind of doing their own thing now. Um, so in that way, I agree with you. Um, for me, you know, I, I like going to cons, even if it's not something I'm super interested in just to see, just to be around the people the vibes, the vibes. Um, walk around, you know, artist alley, check out some artwork and whatnot. And I think that's the f- most fun thing about cons is not even the, the, the news coming out of it. It's just absorbing the atmosphere. So that's the thing I kind of miss about cons um, mm. and just being in a large group of people. I mean, yeah. you know, that'll probably never, <laughs> you know, when's <laughs> yeah. the next time I'm going to be in a Will we ever be able to do cons again? <laughs> so being in costumes, it's not safe. You guys are making me think. Furries, but what if you were a furry and you were in a full animal <laughs> I suit? Think Those people okay, can't yeah. have their cons right now. I, I think they should be allowed to. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're probably fine. Are allowed to I'm going to cosplay as a Zorb. <laughs> I'm going to get one of those big plastic bubbles, like like bubble boy. I'm going to cosplay as Jake Gyllenhaal. Man, I was always excited for Normie cons. The fourth year, it turned into furry con coverage. <laughs> But if you, you think about it, like, they're the only ones who are saying cosplaying is really Sonic perfect episode. for COVID because, yeah, you can just in- integrate a mask in your, like, if you're Spider Man. Well, if you you're just... Darth Vader, yeah, I mean, you've yeah. got a respirator. Right. Yeah, I you're mean, set. You Bane mask. They can't even get those get in most states. Just start talking like Tom Hardy. Well, when I go Let's out to it. Kroger's, I'm wearing a Bane mask. That's, that's yeah. the mask yeah, I yeah. put on. Yeah. <laughs> all right, normies. All right, Take normies. your costumes off. It's time to wrap up Comic-Con here. Uh, this has been your host. And always check us out at normies underscore like underscore us on all our social medias. Let us know what you think. Let us know if you had a good Comic-Con. Say, ah, oh, Normie-Con, we love it. It's the best. Um, I don't know. Let us know your thoughts in the future, too. But, of course, we're your host. This is Colin Con. This is uh, Mike, the boy Normie. Let us know what you're looking forward to seeing. This in is future. Joe, whose Zoom call is is at like thirty nine minutes and forty five seconds, and I just have to get a point out. But it, that's uh, it. Yeah, this is uh, Jacob Con directly competing Joe. with Colin Con. I'll be held the same weekend, so come to Jacob Con. <laughs> it's like when it's like when Comic Con and Drag Con are in the same place. Which is which? The the Adult Entertainment Expo. So long, yeah. normies. Peace. Bye. Bye. Hell yeah, this is Aquaman, and if you enjoyed that episode, I'd really appreciate it if you give it a like, share, and subscribe on iTunes, and you'd really be one of my man if you share with a friend. We'll be seeing you around. You got your badges, right? Do, 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 do.
Oh, I left mine in the hotel. Oh, shoot. <laughs> just kidding. I'm not even wearing pants. I'm just here to bully people. Right. Nerds. <laughs> <laughs>